0: mercy and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Fear can hold you prisoner, but hope can set you free. That's the tagline from the classic movie, the Shawshank Redemption. Fear can hold you prisoner, but hope, hope can set you free. It's a profound statement. You think about how fear keeps us cooped up, makes us feel captive, like there's no way out. Fear is what binds us and what keeps us from being able to go out and to live the life that God has set us to live. Fear is what holds us prisoner. But hope, hope is is liberating. Hope is what opens the gate to the prison. Hope is what lets the captives out. Or is it? In our Old Testament reading today, we heard an arresting The prophet Zechariah is speaking to God's people who are in exile. They have lost their home. They have lost their temple. They have lost their king. And so they are waiting eagerly, longingly, looking for the king to return to set them free. And to these people, to these exiles, God says to them through the prophet Zechariah, return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. Prisoners of hope. We know how hope can set you free. We know how fear can hold you captive. But how could you be a prisoner of hope? Is there a sense in which hope itself can keep you bound? And if so, is there any alternative to it? A while back, I'm at the coffee shop, and I overhear this conversation I wasn't trying to eavesdrop, okay, although as preachers, you always kind of have your ears open. The radar is always, nee. <laughs> but, exactly, budding preacher right there, but there's a couple of uh, middle-aged ladies at the table next to me, and they're having a conversation. We would say, you know, to the kids, not at an inside voice, okay, so I'm able to, to listen in. And they are conversing with one, one another, commiserating, really, talking about how they feel like they're just kind of slouching through life. You sympathize with them? Like they're just kind of getting through one day after another. But then one of the ladies, uh, at one point in the conversation, just kind of sheepishly admits almost. She says, Yeah, but uh, <clears throat> you know, we did splurge on a vacation this summer. And her friend is just totally taken aback as she delves into the details of this big trip that they're going to take. This big, lavish, expensive trip that she's planning for this summer. And she's saying it almost kind of apologetically. But then she said this, and I wrote it down. She said, it's like I just need something to look forward to in life in order to get by. It's like I just need something to look forward to in life in order to get by. You know that feeling? It's interesting when I think about it because, say, animals don't have this sort of feeling, right? My dogs, Juno and now Theo, if they miss out on a walk, they don't have an existential crisis, okay? They might bark at me, but they're not not fundamentally questioning whether the world is a place of despair or whether it is a place of hope. They're like, okay. I'll just sit and pray a little bit longer. I'll wait till the next walk. Animals don't think this way, but humans, humans are constantly thinking this sort of way. It's like our hearts are homing devices or hoping devices, you might say. We are hopelessly hopeful creatures. We can't not hope. We are constantly looking forward to and anticipating what lay ahead. We are looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, looking for a way to get out, looking for what might be ahead, even if it just means that we splurge on a vacation so that we have something to look forward to, some way to get by, so we're not just slouching through all of the days. Animals, I say, do not think this way, but humans, humans do. We are hopelessly hopeful creatures. And, you know, from a strictly kind of materialist worldview, this doesn't make sense. With a a strictly, call it Darwinian picture of the universe, it makes no sense to be people of hope, hopelessly hopeful creatures. In fact, it can even be dangerous. I came across this article on the Internet. It was a total kind of clickbait title. It said, The Problem with Hope. The problem with hope. Again, pastors are total suckers for this kind of stuff. But the author of it was coming from this kind of materialist, unbelieving perspective. And he wrote this. He said, everyone knows that despair is a dangerous thing. But hope can be just as dangerous because it's really just despair in disguise. Hope can be just as dangerous, he said, because it's really just despair in disguise. Well, not to put too fine a point on it, but if that's what you really believe, then life is pretty much just hell on earth. And I mean that almost literally. The poet Dante, at the beginning of his Divine Comedy, at the beginning of the Inferno, as people are making their way into Hades, into hell, there is a sign over the door. Welcome to hell. No. What it says is this. Abandon all hope, ye who enter here. Abandon all hope. Because hell is the epitome and epicenter of despair. And despair literally means to be without hope. Hell is the epicenter and the epitome of our despair. And so many in our world would still think that hope is just a delusion, that it is some illusion that had been fobbed off on our genes. Ultimately, this life, it's just about despair. That's all that there is. There's nothing to look forward to. Yes, we trick ourselves, we fool ourselves into thinking, okay, maybe this vacation, maybe this or that thing is going to help me to get by, but we're really just kidding ourselves. You live for a little while, and then you die. And if you're trying to, uh, to avoid it, if you're trying to mask it in some way, then ultimately you are just delusional. Deluding yourself because that is despair in disguise. It's not real hope. You're a prisoner of hope. Don't believe that. That is not the case for you. See, you are not imprisoned by hope. You are a prisoner of of hope even in the midst of our lives in in this age in this captivity to sin and death even while we struggle and toil and feel bound to the sinful nature like we cannot escape even when we feel locked up locked down like we can't break free in the midst of that captivity still you have hope Hope sets you free. Fear keeps you captive. It's true that even while we feel bound up, locked up, still we are free because the light has shined in the darkness and the darkness cannot, has not, will not overcome it. Can I get an amen? The light has shined in the darkness and the darkness cannot overcome it. You are prisoners of hope. You are prisoners with a promise because you belong to the King who has overcome already, the light of the world, our Lord Jesus, a King who holds the future in his hands, who will by no means leave his people in despair, who is the Lord of life and light, and who will, at the last, lift this veil of death from off of this sad and sorrowing creation. And light will reign eternally. And so take heart, take heart, because the message I give for you this Holy Week as we commemorate and celebrate and anticipate the victory of our King, the message for you to go out into this world so often captive to fear, the message to you is this, return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. You who are wearied by this world, return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. You who are bearing under the weight of sin and guilt and shame, return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. You who have strayed from the Lord for too long, return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. You who are living gripped with fear and uncertainty and doubt, return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope. You who are waiting and wondering when the Lord is going to return and set things right. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope, because Christ Jesus has the victory already, and you do not lay in this distressing disguise of despair, but instead you have been set free and clothed with the hopeful righteousness of Christ, who has made you his own liberating servants. You belong to him. Return to your stronghold, O prisoners of hope, for behold, your king is coming to you. Hosanna in the highest. Amen. We stand for prayer.